Oh, happy day, happy day. I think myself happy. Woo, glory. Father, thank you for Pentecost. You know, I just want to say something. It's been such a blessing all these years and to have really to know the Holy Spirit in a personal way. And you know, I want, I want to say some things about it. We've already read about the day of Pentecost. But you know, in, in John chapter 7, it says in that great day of that last day of the feast, Jesus said, if any man thirst, if you thirst for righteousness, come unto me and drink. And out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water. This spake he of they that should receive the Holy Ghost. Because the Holy Ghost was not yet given, because Jesus was not yet glorified. But Jesus, you know what did he tell his disciples in Luke 24? He said this. He says, don't go anywhere, but go to Jerusalem and you tarry until you receive the power of the Holy Ghost from on high. Don't go anywhere until you have the power in the Holy Ghost. Amen. Amen. So he sent them and they, they prayed for 10 days. And when they were in one accord, in one place, suddenly the Holy Ghost fell on them. And it remained upon them. And that was a story he just read for you. But Jesus said, what did he say about the Holy Spirit? He said, because I'm telling you that I'm going away, sorrow has filled your heart. But I tell you this, it's necessary for me to go. It's to your advantage that I go away. Because if I go away, I'm going to go to the Father and be glorified. And he's going to send you another one just like me. And he says, I will not leave you without comfort. I will come to you. And you'll see me again. A little while and you'll see me. Yet in a little while you'll not see me. Because I'm going to come again in a new way. Say in a new way. In a new and living way. I want to tell you today, the Holy Spirit and Jesus are the one. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. If you reject the Holy Spirit, you're rejecting the third part of the Trinity. And I want to tell you how dangerous that is. I've never said this publicly, but I'm going to say it. When I was a young Christian, I got saved and I got filled with the Holy Spirit. I didn't know what was going on, but I knew it was real. We didn't go to church. But when the leadership of the church heard that I was speaking in tongues and baptizing the Holy Ghost, they called me in the office and they said, we want to tell you something. We heard you receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And we want to tell you that if you want to stay here in this church, you got to renounce it and say it's of the devil. I was a brand new Christian. They had given me a Schofield Bible. And I said, okay, your Schofield Bible you give me says at the footnotes, blasphemy against the Holy Ghost is ascribing to Satan the works of the Holy Spirit. Is that what you're asking me to do? And they didn't answer me. That started off my Christian walk. But I remember Jesus said in John chapter 12, the Pharisees said, you're casting out devils by the power of the devil. Jesus said, if I, by the Holy Ghost, cast out devils, the kingdom has come to you. The kingdom has come. And he went on to say, 
You can say whatever you want to against me. You can say whatever you want to against the Father. But if you speak one word against the Holy Ghost, it will not be forgiven you in this world nor the world to come. To me, that's the scariest scriptures in the whole New Testament. Many people out there speaking against the Holy Ghost. You better be careful. That's all I'm going to say about that. You better be careful. Because it's the third part of the Trinity. He's the, Jesus said the Holy Spirit comes. He's going to take the things of mine and show it unto you. All things I have is of the Father. And the Father given to me. He's going to take what is mine and reveal it unto you. The words I speak, he'll take them and show them unto you. He's come to do what? J John chapter 16. He's here to reprove the world of sin, of righteousness and judgment. Of sin because you don't believe in me. Unbelief. Of righteousness because I go to the Father and you see me no more. The very righteousness of God. He, we've been made, Jesus made to be sin so we could be made the very righteousness of God. He's come to reveal your righteousness in who you are. And of judgment because the prince of this world has already been judged. Jesus destroyed principalities and powers and made a show of them openly, triumphant over them. And I give you power to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. All authority, Jesus says, has been given to me in heaven and on earth. You go, therefore, take your authority and do what I tell you to do. That's why we're here. That's why the Holy Spirit. Do you know that the... Uh, Pentecost, the day of Pentecost, was a manifestation of the new covenant. Yes. The Holy Spirit came to reveal there was no church till the day of Pentecost. Yes. I want to read you something. Hopefully you won't be offended. But if you are, you've got to get over it. John G. Lake, listen. Page 475, if you want to read it. The baptism of the Holy Ghost is the greatest event in Christian history. Let me read it again. The baptism of the Holy Ghost is the greatest event in Christian history. Greater than the crucifixion. Greater importance than the resurrection. Greater than the ascension. Greater than the glorification. It was the end and finality of crucifixion, resurrection, ascension, and glorification. If Christ had been crucified and there had been no resurrection, his death would have been without avail. So far as salvation of mankind is concerned, or if he had risen from the grave in resurrection and failed to reach the throne and receive from the Father the gift of the Holy Ghost for that purpose which he died, for which he arose, and we, we would have been missed. It's because there was no failure. It's because Jesus ultimately went to the very throne of the heart of God, secure right out of the heavenly treasure of the eternal soul, the Almighty Spirit, poured it forth upon the world in divine baptism that we're here today. The day of Pentecost was the birthday of Christianity. How important is that? I'd say it's pretty important. That's why the day of Pentecost, you know, I wasn't raised in church. All I knew about Pentecost was those Pentecostals that everybody talked about. The, you know the ones I'm talking about. And they speak in tongues. That's all I knew. I have to say probably 90% of the church feels the same way I did. They don't know what Pentecostals really are. They don't know what speaking in tongues is. Why? Because the thief has come to steal, kill, and destroy. So you don't know what's the blessing that you've missed. 
Oh, thank you, Lord. Now, if I offended you, forgive me. But I want to tell you, I love my Lord, I love my God, and I thank God for the Holy Ghost. Acts 10, 38 says how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and power who went about doing good, healing all that were oppressed of the devil. Well, what's the devil doing today? Oppressing people. Why did Jesus come? To heal all that were oppressed of the devil. Why? 1 John 3, 8, he that sinneth is of the devil. For this purpose, the Son of God was manifested to destroy the works of the devil. Why are we here? John 20, 21, Jesus said, as the Father sent me, so send I you. Whosoever sins you remit, to remitted. Whosoever sins you retain, to retain. Go out. I give you authority to go out and do the works of God. Chapter in Luke, God says this. If you being evil know how to give good gifts unto your children, how much more shall your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those that ask? Amen. Ask and you shall receive that your joy may be full. The kingdom of God is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. I remember a few years ago, three or four years ago, I was reading where Paul said, Jesus said, Who do you say I am? Peter said, You're Jesus, the Son of the living God. Flesh and blood hadn't revealed this to you, Peter, but my Father who is in heaven. And I give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Say keys. Whatsoever you bind on earth is bound in heaven. Whatsoever you loose on earth is loosed in heaven. And the Holy Spirit said that word singular, it's key. And he said, the key is the Holy Spirit. Yes. Amen. The Holy Spirit. Jesus said, John 12, if I by the Holy Spirit cast out devils, the kingdom has come. The key to the kingdom is the Holy Spirit. On the day of Pentecost, what happened? The key was given to Peter. This Peter, all of a sudden, he had the key, the Holy Spirit, to the kingdom. What happened? He unlocked the kingdom. This is the same Peter that was denying he even knew who Jesus was. He was the one that was hiding for fear of the Jews. Now he's boldly with the key standing up. You will see power after the Holy Ghost, saying, These are not drunk as you suppose, but this is that which was spoken by the prophet Joel. And I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. And your sons and daughters will prophesy. And you know it says the Holy Spirit sat upon each of them. That word epi means to rest upon. The Holy Spirit rested upon them. First Peter 1.22 says, Seeing you have purified your souls in obedience to unfeigned love of the brethren, see that you love one another with a pure heart fervently. Amen. Being born again, not of a corruptible seed, but an incorruptible seed by the word of God that lives and abides forever. <clears throat> Romans 5, 5 says the love of God, ooh, the love of God is shed abroad in your heart by the Holy Ghost that he gives you. You want the love of God shed abroad in your heart? I tell you where you get it, only one place from the Holy Ghost. John G. Lake said something else. <clears throat> and I'll probably have to preach my message next week. I got stirred up. I'm sorry. Okay. Yeah. All right. 
Help me, Jesus. John G. Lee said, There is coming a new manifestation of the heart of God. In the power of the Holy Spirit, the very heart of God will flash through us in sweetness of spirit, in love, in tenderness, well beyond anything we've ever seen. God will flash through our new souls and confront the sons of darkness and prevail. That's what we call that the exchange life. It's the soul. The soul, suke zoza, is that living soul. The greatest manifestation, hear me, of the Holy Ghost, baptized life of every that's ever been given to the world, was not the preaching of the apostles. It was not even the wonderful manifestation that God took place in, in their hearts and they saw the manifestations. It was the complete manifestation of unselfishness by the Christian Jews. Let me say it again. The greatest manifestation that took place was a complete unselfishness manifested by Christian Jews after the day of Pentecost who were concerned more for the welfare of others than themselves. They sold their houses. They sold their lands. They laid it at the apostles' feet to make sure everybody's needs were met. That's what we call Christianity. That's what we call spirit, soul, and body. Mind, will, and emotion. And that was what the world saw. It was nothing more than 1 Corinthians 13 in action. That's the love of God. That's the only thing that's going to affect the world we're living in now. <clears throat> Bible says, he that feareth is not made perfect in love. God didn't give us the spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. Why is that? Because he's given us his very mind. We have the mind of Christ. <clears throat> Bible says the natural mind is not subject to God, neither indeed can it be. But we have the mind of Christ. Have a drink. <clears throat> oh, that's good. Oh. But you know the thing about it. What we need to hear is the <clears throat> God's heart. I'm going to read it. I think I will. What Jesus said in, the, in John 17. I'm going to read it out of the Passion. <clears throat> John 17 really is the Lord's Prayer. This is what Jesus prayed as he looked up to heaven. He was fixing to go finish this thing. Father, the time has come. Unveil your glorious splendor splendor of your Son, so that I will magnify your glory. You have already given me authority over all people, so that I may give the gift of eternal life to those you have given to me. Eternal life means to know you and experience you, the only one true God. And to know the experience of Jesus Christ as a son whom you've sent. I have glorified you on earth by faithfully doing everything you told me to do. So my father, restore me back to the glory. Restore me back to what? Come on. I believe the day of Pentecost was the day the glory was manifested. That we share together when we were, listen, catch this. We sang it well ago. So father, restore me back to the glory that we shared together when we were face to face. Aren't you glad it's about time we're back to face to face instead of looking at each other from six, ten feet apart? Yes, yes, Lord. 
Restore the glory when we had, when we were face to face, before the universe was created. Father, I have manifested you who you really are. And I have revealed to the men, you and women, that you gave me. They were yours and you gave them to me and they have fastened your word firmly to their hearts. And now at last they know that everything I have is a gift from you. And the very words you gave me to speak, I passed on to them. They have received your words and carried them in their hearts. And they are convinced that I have come from your presence. And they have fully believed that I have been sent to represent you. So with deep love, I pray for my disciples, not asking on behalf of the unbelieving world, but for those who belong to you, whom you have given me. All who belong to me belong to you, and all who belong to you now belong to me as well. And my glory is revealed through their surrendered lives, not selfish lives, their surrendered lives. Holy Father, I'm about to leave this world and turn back to you, but my disciples will remain here. So I ask by the power of your name to protect them that you've given me. Watch over them so they may be united as one, even as we are one. While I was with them, those that you gave me, I have kept them safe by your name that you have given me. Not one of them is lost except the one who was destined to be lost. So that the scriptures would be fulfilled. But now I'm returning to you. So Father, I pray that they will enter into my joyous delight in you. Oh, happy day. <clears throat> so that it would be a fulfillment in them that overflows. I have given them your message, and that's why the unbelieving world hates them. For their allegiance is no longer to this world, because I'm not of this world. I'm not asking you to remove them from the world. But I ask that you guard their hearts from the evil one. Give me an amen. amen. For they no longer belong to this world any more than I do. Your word is true, so make them holy by truth. I have commissioned them to represent me just as you commissioned me to represent you. And now I dedicate myself to them as a holy sacrifice so they will live a dedicated life to God and be made holy by your truth. I ask not for these disciples only, but for those who will one day believe into me through their message. Say, that's me. Give me an amen. Give me a shout. I pray for them all to be joined together as one union. What Alan would say, no Jew, Greek, nothing. One new man. New creation. Any man being Christ, he is a new creation. That's the birth of the church. The old is gone, the new has come. Even as you, Father, are joined together as one, I pray for them to be one with us so that the world will recognize you sent me. For the very glory you have given to me, I have given them that they may be joined together as one. Oh, now come on. First Corinthians 12. By one spirit, Holy Spirit, have we all been baptized into one body? Let me say that again. Who baptizes us into one body? The Holy Ghost. You know the Holy Ghost is more than just an influence. He's not Casper going around places. He's more, he's a person. You know, when, when the angel came to Mary, and he said, Mary, you're going to have a child. She said, I don't understand. How can this be since I don't know any man? And he says, listen, Mary, the power of the Holy Ghost is going to come upon you and overshadow you. And the power of the Most High will come upon you. And that thing that's born in you will be born of God. Holy Ghost, born of God. Holy Ghost, Born of God. You can't separate the Holy Ghost from God. 
He is God. You better wake up. The Holy Spirit is the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Jesus is seated at the right hand of the Father and the Father, and he sent the Holy Spirit to be his representative here for us in the church. We have them all three. God, it says, I will make my abode with you. You are the temple. Your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost. And your spirit and your body are God's. See, this thing's bigger than you think it is. It's much more here. It's called the gift of the Holy Ghost. The gift of Christ, the gift of the Holy Spirit. And you know what? Every gift of God is presented to you through the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit, and He gives gifts to men. That word is singular. He gives a gift. He gave the gift of Christ. He gives us, Ephesians 4, the gift of the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit is the one that imparts to every one of us the gifts as it pleases Him. We're all part of one big body. Members one of another. That's why it's so critical. Without the Holy Spirit, the church can't function. And without the Holy Spirit, most churches are not functioning. First John 2, 5 and 6, But whosoever keep his word, in him verily is the love of God perfected. Hereby that we know that we know him. Why? He that saith he abides in him ought himself to walk even as he walked. Walk even as he walked. A manifestation of the new heart. You know, we've said this before, but I want you to understand. God's not here to give you, make your old soul new. He's not here to make your old heart new. He's not here to renew your old mind. He says in Ezekiel 36, 26, I'll give you a new heart. Say new heart. Why? The old heart is deceitful and desperately wicked. Who can know it? God said. God said in Genesis chapter 5, uh, 6, he said, when he saw the wickedness of man, it grieved him in his heart because the thoughts of man's heart was on evil continually. And God was sorry that he made man. And he says, the old one is deceitfully wicked. That's what you see going on in all the world today. It's not God's heart. It's the other heart. The old heart is deceitful. The thing is, God's not into trying to change that old heart. Basically, what he wants to do is just knock that one plumb out of the way and give you a new one. Born again, not of a corruptible seed, but an incorruptible seed by the word of God. Give you a new heart and a new spirit. And he said... And I will put my spirit, Holy Spirit, within you and cause you to walk in my ways. Give me an amen. amen. This is a whole new deal. Yes. That's why Jesus said, I'm going to come to you in a new and a living way, yes. in the way of the Holy Spirit. We got a good deal. God. Oh, help me. Christ is at once. The spotless descent of God into man and the sin and the son of man into God. The ascent of man into God. Christ is God into man and man into God. And this only works through the Holy Spirit. By one spirit are we baptized into one body. It says there's just one baptism. 
Ephesians chapter 4. Wonder which one it is. Wonder which one is the most important. We've been arguing over what time of baptisms you got, if it's water, baptism, immersion, sprinkling. Maybe the one's baptism is the Holy Ghost. Maybe by one spirit are you all baptized into one body? <clears throat> Thank you, Jesus. You know, I just want to invite anybody that's here that needs prayer for anything or needs, you, you would like for prayer for the Holy Spirit when we leave the, this right now. But if you're out there and you need the Holy Spirit, Bible says, ask, and you shall receive. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and it shall be open. If you, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more shall your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those that ask him? Amen. Ask, Jesus said, and receive that your joy might be full. Yes. Amen. Yes. Okay. So if you need prayer for anything, Jim said, if anybody need prayer for the Holy Spirit, if, if they need prayer for anything, come on. Amen. We're here to lay hands on the sick, cast out devils. Amen. So if you need anything, if you need prayer for anything, come on down and there'll be somebody here to pray with you.